Welcome to another episode of Song Title Challenge, where the question is, climbers, how would you write this one? This is where listeners of this podcast, who we humbly and gratefully refer to as climbers, send in their song titles. You can send in as many as you want. You can send in one. Send them in a list. Send them in a bunch of different emails. Just don't send me multiples. Just send me, you know, <laughs> keep the titles clean. Um, send them to info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is singular. There is no S. Info at daredevilproduction.com and put STC or song title challenge in the subject line so that it gets into the right folder. If you don't, it won't. And that way uh, I go through a whole list of emails and pick out a title that I just feel uh, I, I'm going to spring on Brent and our guest. And we have a really cool guest today, somebody I'm happy to call a friend. I can't wait to introduce you to him. And then we spend about the next 15, 20, 25 minutes trying to cook up five or six different angles to write the lyrics to make sure that, uh, you know, sometimes the first angle that you have is the best angle, but a lot of times it's not. And we have, uh, we have gone down that road where the fifth or sixth thing where we came out like, Oh, that's, that's the angle. And this is a fun, creative exercise. It's not a co-write in any way. So you can use all of what we say. You can use none of what we say. We just do demand that you invite us all to the number one party. And um, it's a really amazing exercise to breathe new energy and new life into old titles in your hook book that might be a couple years old that you haven't looked at in forever because you're focused on the new hard, shiny objects in the that have recently been been written in there. And uh, Brent, you can attest that you've done this multiple times now and actually gotten some cuts already. Yeah, so, for my own song, for my for, own song, yeah. not through songs that come through the podcast, but yeah, for my own no. songs, I'm starting to see the, you know, there's always that long pipeline of music, but I've been doing these from, it's so much fun and productive on the podcast. I started like, I got to do this for my own old titles. And so, yeah, they're starting to, starting to come out now, starting to be released by artists. So it's right on. Well, today I am proud to introduce uh, our guest who is, first of all, first and foremost, I want to thank you for your service, sir. You are an Air Force veteran and serve our country and somebody that I am blessed and proud to call a friend, a Grammy winner. Hello. He produced the 12 Stories record for Brandy Clark, <laughs> amongst other major accolades. I mean, lover from... Uh, I'm forgetting the artist now. Um, Jared Neal. Yeah, Jared Neal. And just a, a, just an incredible writer. And it, you're currently working on a project with Jenny Tolman here that you've been working on for quite a while that's really getting some life in there, too. Please welcome to the Climb Show, Mr. Dave Brainerd. Hi, Dave. Hey, Dave. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Hey, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> It's not my nature to hear myself being promoted, but I appreciate all the kind words, and uh, it's, it's fun to be a part of this. this is, you, already talking to you guys sounds like you, you're having a, a ton of fun with this. So that's oh, we, we are, we key. really are, we really are. And, and you know what? The, the guests that say, first of all, thank you for saying yes, Dave. Yes. We really appreciate this. We know you're super busy, uh, and the guests that we do have on just have a really good time, and some of them are even like, gosh. Okay, I need to go back and do some of this to my old titles too. Like I really had fun, <laughs> yeah. and I can see where this can really be awesome. You know, like yeah, because you kind of get that pro muscle built, and it's really strong. But sometimes you just the fun, just a fundamental thing. It's like how Brett Favre always, you know, threw the fake pass after the handoff, and just that fundamental follow through. 
it makes for a lot of extra yards. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's absolutely. Just, it's always a good thing. So, you know, one thing I was thinking, uh, well, you know, and this will be good for me because, you know, I, I don't write necessarily these days from a true songwriter perspective. I'm writing from a producer perspective. Like if I'm writing a lot of times, uh, one of the things that affects that is, is the venue that we're trying to write for. Like if we're doing the Jenny stuff, hey, we need a barn burner for the Ryman Auditorium or we're trying to get, we got an opener for so-and-so or what's this next record going to do and what's it need from a tempo standpoint. Mm-hmm. A lot of that feeds kind of what the idea is going to do. So if you say like the dance and you happen to need a waltz for your set, mm-hmm. sometimes that'll kind of bend the whole song towards that, right, Brent? It's yeah. just like, so uh, it, So what I say from a production standpoint is putting together a set show, a live set or a record uh, kind of bends the way I, I usually think of when someone brings in an idea, like what, what that idea kind of is pushed towards functionally mm-hmm. uh, on a record or on a live set. So it's, it's interesting. So I'm, I'm totally, um, this is geeking out on the original songwriter thing. Like what do you do with the concept of a, a, a hook right from the get go is oh, fascinating. And, and you, you bring up a good point, Dave. So this is not shackled or, constricted in any way shape or form by a specific genre so mm-hmm. right. um we can come up with mo- we can say hey this idea would work great in commercial country and then if we twist it this way we could actually do southern gospel this could be pop that could be rock it, mm-hmm. uh, you, you just oh, cool. have an unfettered sort of free reign to think in any way as long as you know it's just like just a cool idea you don't have to say well Maybe that's not going to get cut on country. Well, maybe it, maybe you'll get cut on pop, in pop or, or something whatever. like that. You know, yeah. so so just want to make sure we 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 open that door for you. So, but I tell you though, before we get into that, uh, just what you said about looking at it from a producer point of view. I am not a producer. I'm you know I'm a lyricist, but I'm trying to think more like you think as a producer going especially when I'm writing with an artist, but even when I'm not going, what might an artist need for their show? What might they need for the, you know, record that they're not having usually answers tempo, but you yeah. know, what are they, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think that way more like you do and less like, Oh, just what do I feel like you could do anything? Well, okay. You could do anything. So what's more likely to get cut. Let's do one of those things. <laughs> so yeah. and that's I can do anything. The fairest way to the one that might have a better chance. What's what's Dave looking for? That's what I want to write. So there we go. All right. So, gentlemen, are yeah. you ready? Start your engines. All right. What do we got? Start your engines. Okay. So today's song title is from someone who submitted song titles that we've done on the show before, Joe Bagalki. Joe, uh, <laughs> he met Facebook message me the other day or, or put him. No, I. Uh, I sent out the bat signal for song title challenge. Joe's like, he has like 300 of mine. He's good for a while. So <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's, it's true. He, he sends me a bunch and, and, thank, and we're grateful for it too. So here is the title. I'm about to give it to you. I, I, I'm going to do a hot take on it before I mention the title name. I, I, I can see the low hanging fruit right off the bat from where this could go. And it seems like it might be a little specific, but I'm really fascinated with what, where we're going to go with this. Okay, so here's the title. Three words, 12 Apostles Bar. 12 Apostles uh-huh. Bar. Wow. Those words don't, those three words don't usually go together. I know, interesting, right? Thank you and darn you, Joe. 
Not um, going to be uh, immediately not going to be on Southern Gospel. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. that's not true because maybe it's a juice bar. You don't know. Yeah, what kind it of might bar be it a juice bar. <laughs> it might be if. Yeah. Uh, boy. Or, uh, well, how do you spell Judas? Uh, at the end of the night. What was that? He said, "How do you spell juice? <laughs> is it J E W S or is it J E R? Oh my gosh, that's awesome! That's great, and it's funny because it's true. Um, yeah, just be sure you check. Don't let Judas handle the cash register because you know he will take some from the till. Um, keep, keep, keep Judas at the end of the bar away from the cash. Keep him okay, away from the cash register. Let him drink, right. but keep him down there. His money's good, but yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Peter would be the bouncer. Um, I, okay, would that be a thing? Would that be crazy to do? Talking about these guys, like if they were at the bar, Peter would be the bouncer. Because like when the when the, um, the soldiers were coming to the Garden of Gethsemane to, to arrest Jesus, you know, right before the crucifixion and stuff, Peter was like the one that grabbed his sword and cut a dude's ear off. Like Peter would for sure be the bouncer. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know that's I, you know I so already the personification of like each one of the apostles as or sticking them in a role in the, and putting them in a role in the bar is fascinating. Like who's the marketer? Who's the bartender? Yeah, uh, um, you got the bouncer. Who's, who's Matthew who's was a tax collector, so you put him at the register. You put him at the cash register, right? You got him cl- taking the money, not Judas, because. He held the purse, but he he also apparently stole from it some. Obviously, you can't trust Judas. Uh, is is Jesus the bartender? Because uh, if he can turn water into wine, that's the best bartender <laughs> you can possibly. Well, <laughs> right there, you, mic drop. <laughs> yeah. There's no taps. We don't know what happens, but just it just stuff disappears. It just, no, we got a tap. It's just the water tap. It's just, yeah. but somehow it goes in the barrel and it comes out like the top shelf stuff. <laughs> <laughs> could it could it be a could it be a statement on um, the over commercialization in certain sectors of let's say religion, right? Yeah, I mean you have your good religious communities, and then you have some like people Starbucks, who are all about- Church of the Starbucks kind of thing, where yeah, the mega church kind of you know thing. It it could be like that's what's next, or we will we will do anything we can to reach the uh, unreached, even if it's like having the twelve apostles bar. Come get your holy spirits. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, there you go. Already, this, this is super fun. <laughs> it's fun. Who knows what the song idea might end up being? But this is fun. It's a fun journey. Uh, so yeah, it's weird because like looking at the idea, going okay, well, like Johnny said, well, I don't know if this is working Southern because of the whole bar thing. There might be certain like Christian country artists because Twelve Apostles is so like specifically a biblical reference, New Testament, it's a little deeper in there, right? So you're definitely using uh, church language. And then bar is definitely not churchy, like, language. Unless it's raised the bar kind of bar. Maybe it's maybe it's the precedence that was set by the 12 apostles. Maybe there's your... Uh, Ooh, maybe like there's that. what now? The, the like precedence, the, the bar. The bar the was bar, raised. Bar yeah. was like, just yeah, trying to reach really the 12 bad. apostles. That, would, that wouldn't last. The, that wouldn't even usually come out of my mouth, but it ran through my head, so it was worth saying. I, yeah, I, I mean, like that. that's the thing too. It's like, well, I got one of them beat. <laughs> the other eleven that I, I'm not doing so well. 
<laughs> now, see that right there. I mean, that's kind of so. Those are some conceptual things, you know. It could be like an introspective kind of thing. So I think yeah. about- you could do a paint. Like if I could see a painting instead of the Last Supper, it's the Last Hangover. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. waking up. Because there's some there's some argument that Mary's in that, right? If if you believe Dan Brown, Dan Brown, and yeah, so Mary's like hairs <laughs> off to the side, just all like looks like banged up from the night before. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> it, it, it'd be this this uh, I know none of us are blasphemous, so it's like you got to kind of like ride the line of blasphemy to kind of riff on this, right? Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine you could do a lot more if you're purely blasphemous. <laughs> and, and again, yeah. you could go rock and roll and 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 go that route and know that it's, you know, where it might be considered in, in bad taste in country or something oh, that yeah. nobody would cut in country. It could be the coolest sort of anti-establishment kind of thing for a rock and roll band or something. Or, or here's here's a, uh, here's one idea. What if this bar is in heaven? It's kind of like the country mm-hmm. song. It's kind of lighthearted thing. It's sort of like, hey, hope there's bars in heaven. Maybe it's yeah. you know, that kind of angle Ooh. on it. Yeah, Did and they serve Mogan <laughs> David. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it could be like you know, with the Holy Spirits and Matthews. He's running the cash register, but you know, everything's free. So, <laughs> I don't, that might be interesting to because yeah, it would be more of a country, uh, not like a straight Southern thing, but like a uh, yeah. I want to go to the Twelve Apostles Bar, and one of the best parts of the bar is like sitting around with your buddies, telling stories, hearing stories, right? And mm-hmm. so it could be about that. I'm going to the Twelve Apostles Bar, and I want to hear Peter talking about how, you know, depending on how like serious you want to get or lighthearted, like Peter going, okay, I thought I was like when he came walking up on the water in the middle of that storm, like just tiptoeing across the waves, blew my mind, <laughs> and, you know. Or like I want to hear what Peter was thinking when he jumped out of that boat and started walking on water, or just something as <laughs> like serious uh, again with Peter, like man, how I felt when the rooster crowed, but he, you know, but he forgave me. You know, so that would be cool. Like if you frame it, not even so much about the drinking thing, but like, I just want to go hang out with these guys. Yeah. As if it's a hang and, and, and not so much about the drinking, but like we want to go and stay up all night and listen to the angels singing and whatever, as we're telling these stories, like I want to be there hanging out at the 12 apostles bar. So this is kind of where I love that. This is kind of where sometimes you start off with a song idea. I don't know if you guys get into this a bunch, but sometimes that becomes a whole different title but it kind of leads into this uh, concept like one of mm-hmm. and, and kind of like I could see, you know, Craig Monday would write a lot of these kind of songs. Uh, yeah. Finding Jesus in a jail cell. And then he wasn't really there kind of thing like that spiritual kind of real life kind of grit and grace kind of thing, working man kind of thing. So what yeah. if the concept you, you go into 12 apostles bar, but it's really like you've met these different characters throughout your time at going to this local bar. Mm hmm. Drinking, sitting on the bar stool, talk, having deep talks with someone, and that person is allegorically or uh, somehow like Matthew or mm-hmm. Judas. You, you've met or, all of them at that bar, sitting at that bar stool, and mm-hmm. uh, you know. To me, that's where I, I don't know if this title would be Twelve Apostles Bar, but that concept would lead that song, and then you'd find the right way to yeah, and also like you know, title the song after that. And at one time or another, I've been all these guys. I've doubted like Thomas. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, Ooh, I've there been you go. unfaithful like Judas. I've been so zealous and self-righteous like as Peter. Or I've been, and you can list off some, it's like all by myself. 
I'm like the Twelve Apostles bar. Or you talk I'm about like you've met the these people, Apostles but bar. also I've been like that person too. I've been like all of them too. Uh, yeah. So it's sort of like a forgiveness, like uh, don't throw stones if you live in a glass yeah, house. Yeah, and just kind of realize like, man, on my Wherever journey. that would go. I mean, because there's rooms, obviously, with that archetype, you're, you're looking at finding some deep meaning. This is a Bluebird song, the way we're talking about it right now. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, like, how do we, okay, Tony Arata just did his thing, and now <laughs> I got to follow that. But I got the ace up my sleeve. It's, it's yeah. about 12 apostles, right? Yeah. Yeah. It ain't going to make the, 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 um, you know, the the girl in a straw hat with a Garth Brooks T-shirt on and, you know, 15 feet away from the stage, raise your beer mm. and dance, you know, like that. That's a whole different song. If you wanted to write that, that's. Yeah. Uh, Is there a way to get to that from this title? And like. Couldn't you make this like, a, 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 a tempo and anthemic kind of a thing? Like with a tongue in cheek. Um, you know, it's. It, 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 like, how much do you learn about people at your local watering hole? You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Just people, the human experience, the the whole thing. And and you know what? It, it it's a twelve apostles bar. We've we've got Peter and we've got Judas. You know, they're all mm-hmm. in there. They're yeah. they're. They're, they're all there, but they're all God's children kind of thing. Or they're all there, and we're just here to have a good time. Some of us are stumbling. Some of us have doubts. Some of us have this. Mm-hmm. and it's But we're all in this together kind of a thing. Um, like, it could be it could be an a anthemic thing. Uh, maybe so. I mean, it, it's a stretch for sure. I'd be like, and the next idea, what, th- what else you got? Would <laughs> 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 probably be what David and I both say. Holy like, smoke. <laughs> some holy smoke can I bum a holy smoke from you <laughs> no, so um, that'd be, yeah I mean like if you threw the puns in the pile eventually it would turn into a, a, a like you say something kind of yeah. it could be a funny thing because coming from a, a I always love my favorite character is a, um, the uh, hello Pantheon podcast listeners Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon.
kind of Ivy League redneck. She's like real, real. I mean, songwriters in Nashville are kind of that way. Like you're very smart, but you're trying to, to it's like there's a humility and a stupidness, mm-hmm. uh, clownishness to it. Yeah. But it's really smart clownishness. Yeah. Like if you put it in that kind of frame, you could, just you know, a page full of puns. I'd start writing all the puns down and just see where they all stack up and see <laughs> yeah. make something out of it. Yeah. What if? Um, okay, so so we can explore like what is the you know what is the bar? Is there another way to go with the bar sides? How the bar is set? But mm. also, what if? Um, like a protein know, bar. What, what can no. you put? What can you put before <laughs> it? Yeah. Right? Like what, what could you like? There's no such thing as a 12 pastas bar um yeah or something something along that line which the first thing i think of like yeah there's no such thing as a 12 apostle bar it sounds super judgy and that's what i wanted to say like okay let's make people feel bad about themselves although there's a time for that <laughs> but um well one thing i think of is like you know you you look at the you know you look at the disciples, the apostles, the people that spent time with Jesus, and how he used these screwed up, fallible, like in, totally imperfect people. I mean, there's like one perfect person in the bunch, and that was Jesus, right? Other, it's a they're a freaking mess. It's like, how did he build his church on this? More likely, you know, it looks to me it's more like he ended up with the twelve apostles bar than like founding the church on this. You oh. know, is there a way of like something like that? Yeah. Like, you know, like these guys are more fit for like running a bar, not like, you know, there had to be some supernatural going on because these yahoos like at which I would <laughs> I would be the biggest yahoo among them. So I am throwing stones. But it's like, no, these guys, you got, you know, you got the tax, you got the zealot, you got, the, you know, who are the brothers that were angling about who's going to sit at God's, you know, Jesus right hand like they were angling for position. And you have just all this doubting Thomas, all this, all these screw ups. But yeah, he did this thing. It's like, I wonder if there's a way to say like, of making a point like, we're none of us perfect. Like we're more fit for the 12 apostles bar than we than we are for the first holiness church or whatever. But you know, it, it works. Thank God he oh, loves us. You know, there it is. If there's a way there to do it that. That's a great angle to me. That's like the home run of, the, of this so far. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go, we have to write this idea. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something that's there. We're, we're more fit for the Twelve Apostles Bar than the the something something church than the, 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 the you first, know, than the, yeah, the, than the, than the, yeah. I I love that. I think that's that's fantastic. And and because you know, hey, as a publisher, as an artist, as a producer, David, you see that you're going to be like, how the hell did this come across my desk? Let, let, you yeah, just, you're you're kind of winning before it. you're spending. You want to see what they did with it. Right. And, and maybe expecting a train wreck, but you're going to want to see what they did. Yeah, if right? I see that title, I'm like, OK, what is this about? Yeah. Um, but but to that's me, good. Like, that angle, for this, that, that's perfect. Would have that tongue in cheekness. You know, you'd have to do, you know, some of that tongue in cheek. But yet there's a real point about God uses screw ups and, and none of us are perfect. And the people that act like they are, they're only acting. <laughs> and that's just yeah. part of their screw up. Um so it could have a good point and a good positive message uh, that is actually like pro-church, meaning like the body of Christ, like believers, body of believers, not um, mm-hmm. in frame of going like, <laughs> yeah, we're seriously more fit for the 12 apostles bar. Uh, but thank God he, you know, I don't know. He uses yeah, I think you whatever. could have that religious message at the end where yeah, you could say that. Like, 
Thank, and, no. and, and maybe it, now is that now that's still something you probably couldn't get away with in Southern gospel, even though you're making you go really deep into the religious point just because uh, has bar in it. People, are what's the it. with that idea? Yeah. If you pick up your guitar, what's the first chord you strum? What's it feel like? Oh, it feels major, like just George Strait major, right? G, yeah, maybe so, like yeah. a G yeah. chord. Yeah. I think so. And, 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 and tempo. And you can go up to the artists. Well, you got to eventually get to the holiest of all chord, guitar chords, right? You know what that is, the holiest guitar chord? No. It's a G sus. No. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Try the meal. <laughs> um, no, Okay. But I would see this like you could aim it toward like a Christian country artist, of which that's not even really a genre. There's some artists out there, but it's not really a genre just because you know, Southern, I've been writing more of that. So I've been learning like, boy, I don't know of anyone that's good away with that. Like this, hypothetically, right? So that mm-hmm. sense of humor and that reverence mixed with the sense of humor and mm-hmm. a little bit of all shucks, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, maybe and a you can go George Strait kind of way where you pull it more country than. Um, than even like Christian, it's still based in that. But that's one thing I love about country is that, you know, Josh Turner can have a long black train once in a while. One of those can pop out or, you know, God and country music, but speaking of George Strait or I saw God today, you know, you can, you can talk about those spiritual topics in a reverent way in country music. That's one thing I love about it. So this might be able to pull into a corner there. You know, if you don't, if you kind of leave it, a lot of the churchy language out of it and leave it more everyday blue collar language, of getting the point across, like, man, I was, you know, the more I hear about these guys, the more I figure like they're, they're more fit for the 12 apostles bar than the holiness, holy of holies church or whatever. Um, and then talk about like, Hey, you know what? I kind of feel like I fit in more with those guys. I think this is, this is okay. That if they, if they can be saved, I can be saved. Yeah. They, yeah okay God to... can use them and forgive them and love them. I guess he can do that for me too. So is this Here's where we go? Man, man, that's close, man. You know? I love that idea. Let's, uh, you guys, you guys like Mexican? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go eat some tacos and ride it out. <laughs> 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 no, that's good. We got some great looks at this. I mean, I, yeah. I think that's the winner. I, I, I think that's the winner. I think that 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 is the, like the coolest way to write that. And and what a, I mean, what a really good title. And, that and a lot of what it gonna, is. Make some people feel something right off the bat, like pissed off or interest or something. Mm-hmm. But and, you're and going to evoke an emotion. Yeah, and Joe, like sitting in the center, kind of what we're doing is we're like we're we're excavating. We're looking for like the vein of truth. Like what feels true in this? Like to me, yeah. that feels true. Like these guys are screw ups, but thank God God can use them and love them, forgive them. So I guess He can do that for me. Like that is some truth that I feel, right? And so a lot of that in these times, going, what's the truth in that, you know, that we can tap into like a real emotion, something we really feel. And then that helps it to start making sense, even though it's a ridiculous title, <laughs> you know, at first blush. Yeah, well, like, it could be more ridiculous. Yeah. It's funny that you said that because here's my brain. This is, this is not really contributing to this, but here's my brain. I was thinking, <laughs> well, so there's something about a bar that seems like it's still within the spiritual things because i thought what if it was 12 apostles crack house and then you said the vein of truth and i was just sort of like wow that's so truth i'm like there's there's a picture there i just gotta i gotta articulate that, <laughs> that it is the safe digresses 
That's what I love about you, Brainerd. <laughs> You're as warped as I am. <laughs> Total Apostles Meth House. That would be way more like interesting, but the bar allows for for this to even happen. Like, yeah. oh, there is wine, Jesus drinking. Mm-hmm. Would that the make bar them- is kind of innocent compared to like the challenge of, well, how do you make Twelve Apostles Meth House work? Yeah, would would they be Crystal Methodist? fantastic all right well dave thank you so much for being on i think we got some good looks at that um is there anything you want to plug while you're on like who can we direct traffic to for 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 you Uh, um i don't even think that way uh i know you're humble but that's why i'm asking Honestly, or artist you're working with that we should be aware. Of. By the way, thank you for working on that Brandy Clark record, Twelve Stories. Um, oh what do you do when she brings in a song like "Hold My Hand"? You just go, "Oh man, how do I?" I'm I'd be so worried. Like, how do I not screw this up? Because that's an amazing song. That's funny such that you a great project, that's, man. That's exactly what that was a pivot, pivotal point in my um, just as a producer because I did the Jared stuff and I was Ray Scott and I was mm-hmm. you know just starting to kind of like learn that role, you know? And then she, Brandy came in and it was that it's like, um, I played the work tapes, um, and pray to Jesus came on. Oh yeah. And it was like, ah, oh, crap. And the first thing in me was like, I, I don't want to do this. It's like, I'm too scared to do this. This is, I could screw this up. And that was what was the feeling. So yeah, there was like 20 or 30 songs that were kind of in the mix. And then w- once we got it and started doing it, it was really just trying to, you know, boil which songs were became that character of Twelve Stories because yeah. you know, it was it was a little bit more all over the map, but it seemed like all those ones were like telling a story, um, yeah, a certain character. So, yeah, it was, it was that was a fascinating project because then from there, it, to my detriment, it made it really difficult to get passionate about anything else. And so, <laughs> and luckily, luckily that has carried over into the things that I, I've been a part of. You know, it's not. It's never been mainstream since then. It's it's been mm-hmm. kind of like, kind of like, on the the you know the 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 Grammy kind of cred lane. Mm-hmm. You know, but we're trying to push that lane into mainstream because you know obviously to have hits and stuff like that would be amazing. But yeah. it's it's weird when you're when your bar, <laughs> not a twelve apostles bar, yeah. but when the bar is that high, it's it's hard to just to kind of like. Um, be a pro at just like down the middle, you know? Yeah. But and I respect that too, because there's a lot of, lot, lot in that. So anyway, so a lot of the, um, you know, the things that the Jenny stuff is obviously uh, Jenny is my fiance. Mm-hmm. And so we got together and we've been building her whole thing for a while. You know, we did the record. We just did another record, a single's coming out. So <laughs> I'm really more roped into the whole, the whole, launch and the whole building of, of her career and it's really fun and so i kind of split a lot of my time in that world mm-hmm. marketing music so like J- jenny tolman yeah so they need so to go find her on stuff uh, on on spotify you know all everybody knows where to go nowadays um, yeah some some great songs on there i have to okay so i have to say this because i get to say because i'm on a podcast so it's not germing when you're on a podcast um which is cool <laughs> But y'all, if you haven't heard the 12 stories record, I don't care what genre you write in. There's first of all, it's not a bad song on that record. No. It's Randy Clark's 12 stories. Every single song is so brilliantly written lyrically, melodically, and brilliantly produced. Mm-hmm. It's, 
you you did a great job of staying out of the way and not getting in the way of those uh, of those melodies and uh, the, the space that's on that record. I was turned on to the record through the song Hold My Hand. And as a full-blooded Midwestern American male, um, that lyrically was an X-ray into the mind of how a woman thinks. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw that and was like, holy crap, this is where you guys go? Like, wow, <laughs> you know? And I remember having this conversation when you start a relationship with somebody and things are really, really you can just feel they're big, right? This is a yeah. big, big thing. I'm speaking specifically about Janelle right now. And there's all kinds of, oh boy, do I want to go here? Do yeah. I want to go here? I don't know. I'm scared to death to go here. Like I really like what's going on, which means I'm really going to be vulnerable. And this person could really freaking wreck me. Yeah, And we were in that space very, very early on in a relationship. And Dave, I got to tell you, I sent her that song and she fell to pieces. She was like, okay, maybe we can do this because you can understand me. And I'm like, <laughs> I really don't, but I think this is the way you might think. Because <laughs> I'm a man and I'm trying, to, I'm trying as hard as I can, but that was so... Powerful. So I got to, you know, thank the writers for that. I got to thank mm. you for producing that. It was just um, really, really good. And so I just recommend everybody goes and checks that out. And then the Jenny Tolman stuff is just stellar. There's so many favorites that when I go out and see you at the local, I, I'm, I'm hoping I didn't miss if I show up late or I'm hoping you're going to play if I'm there on time and not leave out of the set, you know. Like the what's the what's the 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 cockadoodle doo song? Oh what's yeah, the, well that's on the next record coming out. Uh, yeah, uh, home to roost. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. so that's that's something to look forward to. This song's amazing. But yeah, it's um, amazing when you, when you can have a sense of humor nowadays, you know. And that's that's mm-hmm. it's missing a lot. There's a few people that are doing it, but too much of a. Um, I don't know. I just feel like this generation is so brooding and so moody, and, and it's sort of like want to be Billie Eilish in country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the flavor of like the messaging and all that stuff, and God, we miss the Porter Wagners and the Dollies and the mm-hmm. and just the it's, it's the sophisticated sense of humor, sophisticated charm. It's like cheesy without being stupid. It's like cheesy, yeah, you know, clever cheesy. So we enjoy that with the Jenny stuff. It's a it's a lot of just room for. Her personality creates so much boundaries for it. Well, she sells the fire humor, out of that you know? on stage, too. You know what I mean? It's one thing to write a song like that, but it's another thing to be able to deliver it and and make it and make it work. And and she it's a pleasure to watch her do that. She sells the fire out of that. She's it just does it really, really well. It's super fun. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have that. And uh, I was gonna say one more thing on the brandy thing too, is we're um asked around the the Grammy time to go, how's it feel to be bringing country music back? Right. Mm-hmm. And my, my answer was, it was funny. I go, you know, I don't see myself as a, um, a country music producer, although I love great country music. I'm, I'm one, I, I grew up on the Beatles. I'm, I'm trying to make Abbey road. I just happen to love amazing country songwriting and amazing country voices. Mm-hmm. And when you give me those two things, I'm trying to make Abbey road with it. And so that's, that's where, where that sound comes from because I'm not mm-hmm. chasing what the nineties did or, or even what the outlaws did. I, I don't really, I don't geek out on country music production. So none of my stuff is ever throwback that way. It's, it's just kind of like Abbey road with a great singer and a great 
country song. And so that's that's just my formula on the brandy thing. And I realized that at the time because I go, I don't think any of that's really country music. It's just a great country song and a great country yeah. singer. Yeah. I've done that with like Ray and even Jared to a certain extent. Uh, he was just a solid country singer in the early days, you know. Yeah. And then it, it gives you the – it anchors – anchors it it gives you country music insurance yeah. and then you can do stuff around it and and be a little bit innovative but when i say innovative i mean rootsy innovative arrangement innovative you know textures soundscapes i don't i don't mean like pushing the the 808 button more <laughs> yeah more quickly, you know it's just really <laughs> trying to bring in organic elements back into it. arrangement just fundamental arrangement stuff so anyway anyway that's well just- I, I i do but i mean I, that's i think that's one of the things that i enjoy most about that record is is uh the 12 stories is the arrangements the the mm-hmm. choices that you made there's just so much space in there for that story to sit in and and deliver what it's supposed to deliver and some of those juxtapositions created in those stories are just freaking fascinating you know what i mean it's just it's there's not a bad song on the record there's no filler all oh. killer, no filler. Like it is brilliant from front to back. So watch that. Dave Brainerd, thank you again for saying yes and spending this time with us. Um, check out Jenny Tolman, T-O-L-M-A-N, uh, on, and, and, uh, and then be watching for the next release that's coming out because that is one of my favorite songs right there. But this, uh, So uh, Climbers, send in your song titles to info at daredevilproduction.com. Put STC in the subject line or song title challenge. And then maybe we'll just pull that up and get you on with somebody as amazing as Dave Brainerd here to kind of suss out which way those songs could go. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. So, uh, hey, real quick, thanks for having me on. And Brent, like I said, this was off off the podcast, but heard your name for years. What a pleasure. I hope to drink a beer with you sometime soon. And great to meet you. And Johnny, thank you so much for having me. Let's make it happen. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.